Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Oh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, what's I'm, going on? I'm Stephanie, one of your hosts. Oh, and yeah, I'm, I'm Tyler. It's not a big deal. um tyler's tyler's like super busy he like needs to record this and get going because he's he's making a movie and some shit so (laughs) he's all popular i okay i i helped deep clean our nasty behind the bar this morning rushed home to come do this and then i'm meeting uh madison one of the previous guests we had on the podcast uh downtown for coffee and to talk a low budget horror movie oh and there's a book i need to give her so we can do a book trade uh but yeah so um yeah that's why we're you know keeping this kind of short kind of cool um but how's 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 steph how's steph doing well just doing fine had our first eight show week now that everybody has successfully avoided covid um for the first time in the this run and uh yeah just just you know living my life i guess I have a doggy that just walked in the room saying, um, Mom, I want to go for a walk, please. So here <laughs> we are. Up. Let me up. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, we'll make this a super duper quick uh, because you're going to love this episode. Uh, I feel like we just keep laughing more and more as the episodes go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was just super cool. Uh, we have on our podcast today somebody who has you know spent the last 10 years plus uh, building up her career uh in theater and film doing student films uh going to co-star roles on television and most recently in the newest marvel show hawkeye where she absolutely kicked ass and was just like just super cool so uh, i thought it'd be cool to reach out and see if she want to have a chat and it could lead to more chats in the future as you'll hear from this episode uh so yeah let us get started with our conversation with the wonderful adele drejos so everyone, hello from the other side. Uh, we are with <laughs> the primary Adele, not the secondary, the primary. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's really fucking excited right now. <laughs> yes, so excited. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, ooh, okay, that might come in really great for the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're just going to act professional about this. Uh, Miss Adele, thank you so much for being uh, on this episode of PWRP, if you would mind telling our listeners who you are and what you do. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, as I said, my name is Adele Drejos. I am an actress. Uh, my recent big thing was playing Missy and Hawkeye. And then I do everything else under the moon to make money. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> right. Yes, of selling myself. <laughs> Let me just clarify, actually, there are some parameters in there. So you don't have an OnlyFans or anything like that, thankfully. <laughs> no, I did look into like the, um, what's the wiki feet one? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, you know, my friend said I should probably get onto that because I have big feet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. But I haven't yet. Perfect. I haven't that. I'm not that yeah. desperate quite yet. I do feel like you could, you know, now that you've been on uh, the big little screen with the big conglomerate that is D plus, um, you could probably get into 
like the LARPing community just as like a feature. You know what I mean? You could just like be like, I'll come show up and you know, you make money that way. <laughs> guest appearances that that yeah. could be fun oh yeah have you guys <laughs> talked about doing like a group convention where maybe maybe it's not even the convention invites you guys just show up you bring a table and you start like signing for like the hawkeye <laughs> we, all, we all buy passes to get yep. into the con and it, we're like it, hey, yeah. oh. awesome. we, are, we do have our eyes set on dragon con because that's that's a local nice. one here in the community and we're like hey if we could like get a group in on dragon con that would be cool oh heck yeah totally yeah oh, so, i don't know i've never done con so it's all it's all new to me oh mm-hmm. yeah no neither neither have i <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <a> nerdy, <laughs> nerdy thing um yeah finance and all that uh <laughs> how how did you get started with with acting maybe even you know some people don't even start with acting how did you get started with the industry what what kind of brought you into it oh I have always loved performing I am my I mean from early church Christmas plays to uh in elementary school in third grade third grade third grade yeah one of those years Um, I did my first school play and I got cast as the lead who was like this ditzy blonde, you know, a little one act play for the middle school, uh, elementary schoolers and loved it. And then I moved and in middle school, I did a theater camp and in high school, I was heavily involved with our ITS troupe, which is the International Thespian Society, Mm -hmm. which is the, uh, the official drama club of the school systems. And by my junior year, I uh, found a ma- uh, at the, one of the career fairs, saw the magazine for SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design, and was like, I'm going to be an actor. Like, I I've, I've, I've was just always kind of involved in acting. And even in, even in middle school, they did a big play, Bugsy Malone. I'm not bitter about it. Um, (laughs) I wanted to be in that show so bad and I didn't get cast. And it was heartbreaking because my job was to send the actors from the band room to the stage when it was their time to go on. And it was just absolutely heartbreaking. So I've, I've always loved performing and acting. I mean, for as long as I can remember. Um, when did you make the transition into film rather than stage? That was college. I remember riding on the tour bus and they were like, yeah, and we have student films that you can be in. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can be in like a film? Not understanding the scope of what a student film really was. Because I grew up in a very small town. We didn't even have our own theater. We had to go to the middle school to perform on a stage. And, uh, you know, we would do improv in the cafeteria, but film wasn't remotely a concept in, in my high school. And so when I went to college and they're like, you can do movies, I, I dove right in and I almost minored in film, but ended up just hunting down, you know, friends and, and whatever student films were, because there's a million, because there's different classes that they're all making films for. And I probably did like three or four student films every quarter. Uh, throughout college and just was like well I'll just learn this way 
and, and it's very humbling because you learn on the worst of the worst. So it only gets better. <laughs> so I'm <really laughs> thankful for my introduction into the career. It's very humbling. <laughs> Is there one of those films that stands out to where you, you thought, okay, well, this, this can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the the we were filming in a house this is all in savannah so there's these old houses that all look the same and they're all like wooden with tall ceilings and we're filming some kind of party scene or something i don't know i remember being on the porch swing just waiting for the scene to wrap up so we can get to mine and the fire alarms go off and about five minutes later while they're having that chaos because they triggered the fire alarms the teacher showed up on set to check in and it was just like the most everyone was just panicking and because this was like the hardcore professor like he was the one with a reputation for being intense and uh yeah that was that was kind of a crapshoot and then there was another one where I had you know you just keep filming and people start pittering off because they're like I'm tired I'm going home now <laughs> this isn't for my grade and by the end of the night like the whole hair and makeup team had left or you know <laughs> Students, I should say it wasn't really a team. The sure. hair and makeup student had left. And there's this scene where I'm supposed to get like hit by a car and I'm bloody. So I put blood on my hands. They're like, hey, yeah, just put some blood on your face. Like you've been hit by a car. And I'm like, oh yeah, because I yeah, I know exactly what that looks like. So I just like wipe blood on, get back to my room to, you know, when we're all wrapped and everything. And I just look like a vampire that, you know. <laughs> somebody's blood I was like this does not look like I was hit by a car I just look like I got hungry and ate <laughs> um so you know you're like man I wish somebody would have told me <laughs> I looked like an idiot because now this is gonna be on somebody's film project for the rest of my life <laughs> uh it's okay <laughs> <laughs> student films they're they're a great yeah. great way to start off because you you don't come off of a student film without a story yeah that's so true <laughs> <laughs> is this a real cowhead yeah yeah it is we're gonna use it why yeah. where where did you get this <laughs> you have that experience i'm not gonna say who but yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i was like that's a story isn't it you know oh that. yeah oh yeah <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, just uh, open that cooler and, and bring it in. And the cooler weighed like 50 pounds. So I like picked it up, put it down. They open up the lid and it's just like eyes looking at you. Where the, f where, where, why do we, oh, we need it for, for this scene because it's pertinent. I don't think a real head's pertinent, man. It's <laughs> where do you just buy a real maybe, maybe it's cheaper than a prosthetic head. I, mean, I guarantee for sure at that point like have the freshman dress up like a cow and then make a paper mache head <laughs> do something else I was I, it cheat it, it skis me out to this day but yeah like student films only the weirdest stuff happens to get your finished product which I mean for the most part they do turn out pretty well but you know half the time it's like oh man this is not going on my reel <laughs> I mean my um my first agent I got with just footage I pieced together from a bunch of student films and I look back now and I'm like man thank goodness that there's hair and makeup teams <laughs> in real sets because me doing my own was not a pretty sight oh boy especially that Santa humidity and my hair is just like oh. <laughs> 
That is an interesting point that I guess I've never really thought about. Um, you know, because you've also, I was looking at IMDb and you've also kind of directed and produced your own show or movie or short film, whatever it was. Um, but, uh, you know, was all of that kind of learn as you go and, you know, there are film and, and make, or sorry, makeup and hair people on films and, and, you know, people who have all these specialties, but when you're first starting out, like how much do you feel like you've learned on your own because you had to versus, you know, now that you're again, you know, kind of really getting your career kicked off and having the experience of having other people do things for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is a lot of trial and error yeah. uh, are the first film short film I mean they're all passion projects what I do none of it was ever really it was just like let's make something I sure. mean even in college I was making whack music videos with my friends on a regular basis um, and Immortalis was a short film that we did gosh I guess like six I feel like it was 2016 that we made that and it was just like this dystopian film. And we're like, yeah, we're gonna, why not? I was part of this acting group. We were meeting weekly just to, you know, like a gym, actors gym kind of thing. We're like, why don't we just go ahead and make a movie with, with our people? And we did. Um, <clears throat> one, of, one of the actresses, like it was uh, me and two others who were the producers. And we had three conversations going on for about three weeks leading up to the production. We had a conversation going on Facebook Messenger email and one on text simultaneously <laughs> um, and me and the other me and Alina were the two actresses producers and then Andrew was the cinematographer and director so we were all just very hands in on this thing and I had written the script um, and we brought on another friend who was kind of familiar with hair she wasn't like hair you know wasn't her pursuit in life to be a hairstylist. Uh, and then we had another friend who I met at a haunted house who did makeup. And we roped in another, I mean, it's amazing that this film got made and it was on just pure passion alone. <laughs> um, we did have like about 2K that we put into it. Uh, and a lot of that I think went to Ant Hill Killer stuff and, and spiders. I mean, we literally, pitched tents we camped out on this site we found this really cool property that was about an hour west of us and it was this house that was in limbo and because it's a dystopian film so it had this big barn and I was like oh like a big like kind of boathouse even though it's like in the middle of the country hmm. um in a town where I kid you not they drop a possum a stuffed possum on New Year's Eve that's how small town we were in and <laughs> These, I mean, these people were going to need to learn the history of that tradition, but continue. Calapusa. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's, I actually looked up why there's the possible and everything. Um, it, I mean, but it's a small town and a small town. People are really excited about film. They don't realize that like, oh, this is really a joke. Like, this is not Hollywood. Um, this is might as well be a bunch of high schoolers with cameras. Um, but they're all so willing to, to just help you out. And, they, and all the town people were lovely. But yeah, we found this property because it was in limbo <clears throat> and we were allowed to just, we pitched tents on the property and literally slept in tents for four nights, would wake up and go film. And 
it was like, what are we doing with our life? I mean, again, when I say humble beginnings, <laughs> the cheapest of the cheap. Um, and then, yeah, moving forward, some of the other stuff I've worked on, I, I've picked up a few things here and there. I did like a special effects makeup workshop just to kind of have the bucket. And when I, we worked on my pet Polly, which is this little poltergeist web series that I recently produced. Um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, I already have these contacts and already have some of the stage makeup and Actually, the stage makeup was because I do living statue work on occasion. So I've had that in a bin for like three years. Oh, wow. And so it's just, it was fortunate that like, oh, I just have so much junk by this point <laughs> <laughs> that I had enough to whip together that we had, we, you know, didn't really have to spend a dime on makeup or costumes or anything. Uh, it just cost me a little bit of sanity producing it. So as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> all right living costume as in you're or you're the living statue yes you put it on yourself and you'll stand outside and people give you money and you scare the shit out of them when you move <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> i've always admired people who can stand that still for that long <laughs> i am impossible at that <laughs> It's, it's almost like sort of going into this meditative state after a while your feet just get tingly and they never quite come <laughs> numb they just hurt the whole time uh, but it's it's a fascinating experience and and because you don't see it as often in the U.S. as you do like in Europe um, people it's I, I love the idea of creating unique experiences for people mm -hmm. and that's just one of those very unique things um, especially if I can get a spot like outside of the fall festival in a park and you get this old couple walking by who's like, Oh, when did they put that new statue in? <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm good. Amazing. <laughs> and then they, they do like those lo second looks, you know, the look backs, and then they they leave and come back later and they're like, Oh my gosh, she did move. <laughs> it's, it's such a fun experience. I love for that. fun when there's a lot of like foot traffic. It can be very yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's not a lot of foot traffic. What's the longest you've stood out there performing in a, as a live statue? Um, I generally do like around three or four hour stints. Okay. I might take like one 15 minute break in there. I think the longest I've actually held a pose like without moving was around 20 or 30 minutes. Wow. And then I'll slowly, I figured out how to like slowly, 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 slowly move to shift. Like, okay, I'm, I've got too much weight on my right foot. So now we're going to just spend the next five minutes <laughs> over to the left foot and it helps pass the time, you know, it's like nobody sees me moving. Nobody sees a thing. <laughs> Or, or maybe on one of those uh, like days, if they're, if it's like intermittent traffic and when no one's around, you could be like, real quick. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's some passing. It's like, okay. And then by the last hour, it's like, we're moving to a sitting pose now. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to pop a spot on this box right here because my feet are done. It's been four hours. Oh, Is there a lot of Drax energy when you're doing that? I'm moving so slowly. You can't even. <laughs> <see that. laughs> you can't even. <laughs> Thing. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so, fun the things that go through your head i'm guessing based on you growing up in a small town and then going to school in savannah that you've lived in georgia for most of your life um actually i spent most of my childhood between virginia and north carolina 
Okay. Hmm. Savannah was the first time I quote unquote lived in Georgia. And then after Savannah, I came to Atlanta, but my family roots, my grandpa grew up in Augusta and my great grandma, actually, I have this letter. I'm such an old soul. I have this letter that my grandpa wrote to my grandma and the address is at this Publix that's like 12 minutes up the street from me where she was oh, living. Oh, that's so time. cool. Yeah, I'm such an old soul. I like, I was like, oh, this is so that. cool. <laughs> but we, yeah. We have very few of that because we both live in Colorado. So you can go to Denver, you can go to the mountains and get a little bit of that. But I, I don't know, that that sort of, um, you know, you could feel that historic energy down in the South or even like in New York. So that's just, that's just really cool. Mm-hmm. yeah oh I love history I love it what, what kind of history revolutionary history uh, um pretty Roman much history? anything like before from like the 20s and previous like anything oh, after oh, the yes. 20s I start to lose interest <laughs> um basically pre-technology so I mean my favorite kind of genre is like a society without technology I love the dystopian the fantasy fiction like oh yeah so so history I just watched um Oh, what's that movie that just came out? The medieval one with with uh, Matt Damon in a mullet. The night, the night, uh, something last or duel? other. Last duel. That yeah. one, yes. Last duel. And I'm watching that, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, it'd be so cool living these times. And as I'm watching that movie, I was like, no, this would really suck. It <laughs> <now."> <laughs> really suck. <laughs> but we can fantasize and romanticize all we want in the in the comfort of our contemporary era. Oh, that, that's why. That's why you're an actor, right? actually have to pee in a rock wall you know (laughs) or get like the plague or worse because women in that era oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah the last stole didn't didn't help that at all like oh oh no oh everything you're saying and doing is horrible oh god yeah i was like (laughs) that movie like really grounded me i was like yeah no this era probably wouldn't have like did anyone actually have a happy life in the medieval times (laughs) happiness of the thing the rich <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's an instagram post uh, an engineering post that keeps like coming up on my feed and it's the, the medieval toilets from the castles where it's just this little outlet from the wall and then they're just the excrement all along down the side of the castle oh. <laughs> i had no idea like, oh that's horrifying why well and like most of the time people wouldn't even use the toilets like they just piss like next to the fireplace or in corners like it with the sanitation i went down this rabbit hole one time (laughs) (laughs) of medieval sanitation i'm a gemini so i get like super curious on things i go down a lot of rabbit holes and yeah there's the sanitation of that era is horrendous i mean there was there was one king and queen at one point who were like oh no, it's unholy to wash your clothes. So don't. And then another era where they would wash clothes like in urine. I mean, it just, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, they had so much growing to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so much ignorance to remove. Yeah. <laughs> us in the modern times. Did, so did, would you say some of what you know about that era of history may have helped with your, your LARPing character in Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> was that part of the audition process like guys no no no, we're doing it all wrong <laughs> actually in this era um honestly probably not 
But I will say what's really fun about that role is one of my dream roles is basically to just be on horseback covered in fur ready to leave my army into battle. And so it's like, and all my friends, it was like already, we have, my roommates and I have these little mailboxes with our nicknames. And on my mailbox, my nickname for the last three years has been Viking. Mm -hmm. And so I've always wanted to play Viking and I never never could have imagined it was like oh I'm gonna be a LARPer Viking is gonna be my first like Viking yes. role I was like okay universe I'll take it that's amazing <laughs> oh. yeah um <laughs> will you talk uh, talk to us like through the process of of how you know auditioning and then getting into Hawkeye and kind of then just also like again um uh I feel like Disney is such its own universe at this point now like is filming for that company a different experience than you know other films that you've been on and and whatnot um just kind of like yeah I'm just so curious like what that whole process is yeah um all right so to get the role uh because I'm in Atlanta and because of COVID we are a very heavy taping audition based community always have been on the east coast i personally love it because it's super convenient um you're not like driving an hour to go spend 10 minutes in a room to you know go back home you know and and it's just very convenient you can do it on your time it's a lot more relaxed it feels more like what would actually happen on set Hmm. um so i taped uh at the end of october 2020 for the role i actually thought it was loki at the time had no idea it was Hawkeye, not even realizing that I'd already auditioned for Loki (laughs) (laughs) six or seven months before. (laughs) Um, And so take the role, you know, we honestly, the sides were very similar to my opening scene. It it was, Mm. it was just earlier rewrites of that scene, which I was shocked because we're all like, oh yeah, they're, they're all mock sides have nothing to do with what you're actually going to do. And it's like, no, this was literally actually the scene. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I did, I did, I submitted two different takes, one that was a lot more turned up and goofy and one that was a little more tame. And then I got pinned in November for that, which, you know, means that you're in very high consideration with casting. And then in December, I was working on a indie feature and got another audition for the exact same character. And I'm looking at the breakdown and it's the exact same uh, character breakdown. Like, you know, something along the lines was like, oh, she's nerdy and super into, you know, sci-fi and stuff like that. And I'm looking at the sides. I'm like, everything's the same. Like, I'm so confused because I already got pinned for this. Why am I re-auditioning for it? And what I had missed because I was like on set and my mind was all bonkers was on the actual sides was a handwritten note that said perform this basically as a straight character so they re-released the role completely Uh, i have a friend who didn't get the first audition but did get the second audition and it's because they i guess they didn't really know what direction to take missy so before she was like very like derpy kind of goofy and then it was very like, nope, you're just a paramedic. It's like you're working a ticket sales at a sports event, very just neutral kind of thing. So I retaped it like, I think midnight for the second one, did three takes, submitted two of the three and 
went back on set at 8 a.m. the next day, <laughs> which I was like, <laughs> it's like chaos, but it's also the dream because it means like, oh, I'm working. <laughs> and then I would say maybe two weeks later, uh, my agent emailed me at night and they're like, hey, uh, they want to do a call back with you tomorrow morning. Here's an additional page of sides. Um, are you available? And I'm like, yep. And thank goodness I actually was. I was like, yep, no, I have nothing going on, but I would have stopped anything if I did. Um, because, hi, here's my soul. Um, <laughs> and so I did call back with the casting director and in, you know, in the Zoom, and it's a Zoom callback. And in the waiting room, all you see are the initials. So, you, so there's like three other people, but you're not really sure who they are. And my roommate's speculating like, oh, that, and she actually called one of them. So at a tempo who plays Wendy was in that callback because um, it was AT. And she's like, oh, I wonder if that's at a tempo Thomas. Cause my roommate also does, um, she's an actor, but she also does casting. So she knows a lot of the actors in town. Oh my God. And it was like, oh, that was her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so did, did the callback and we worked the, the second scene, which was a one pager, which they gave me that night before they said, Hey, prep this. You probably won't need to do the original scene, which was a two pager with this little monologue and all, you know, which is basically the scene that you saw. Um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, just prep it just in case did the first scene. She gave me a redirect. I did it again, put a different flair on it because I don't know, I can't. <laughs> and then she's like, cool. I like the ending from the first one, but with this choice here. So then we did a third time. She's like, great, great, great. Now, can we do the first scene again? Or can we, can we do the first scene? I was like, yep. Glad I prepped it. <laughs> Cause they were like, oh, you probably won't have to do it. Did that a few times. Um, oh my gosh. Here's a funny story. Sorry. Tangent. Um, <laughs> So when I first logged on to the Zoom, I was so excited. And uh, Chase, who's the casting director, is like, hey, Adele, you know, thanks for, thanks for joining. I was like, oh, hi. He's like, you know, here's, uh, here's so-and-so, the director. And she's like, hello. And I was like, oh, hello. And I was like, so excited I, that I just, my voice went up. And she goes, oh my gosh, are you also British? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I actually did a British accent if it was just like you I heard your British accent so I just instinctually mocked it mimicked it not mocked it <laughs> or if I actually just said that with a high pitch I I did not intentionally I like I can do one but like I didn't mean to if I just did and like from the get-go it's like oh Chase stop me any minute now please <laughs> so I'm like well, you know, this can only help because this is definitely in the vein of Missy. So, so you went full Mrs. Doubtfire within about two seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then she calls me out and I was like, did I just do that? I, I, I can, do you want me to? Do you want, I can, I can. <laughs> I can be British. If you need me to be, I'll yeah. get you. <laughs> you no, know, but I don't have to, if you don't want me to. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But yeah, and then from there, um, I booked it from from that. And I, but I remember thinking at the end of that audition, I was like, even if I don't book it, that was the most fun I've ever had doing with an audition awesome. because there's just so much playing with the script, which when you're doing one-liners and a lot of these co-stars that we get here in Atlanta, you don't get to do that. You just show up, get your line out and get off. Um, so being able to dive into a character and make different choices and, and just explore is was such a treat. Uh, and then I did book it, which even more exciting. <laughs> um, and as far as how it compares to other sets, 
in the whole technical facet of everything, it's kind of the way any other set would run, right? Um, we were dealing with COVID, so there was a whole new layer to all of it that wasn't there before. Uh, but I thought it was handled very well. I thought all the precautions that could be safe were, they never had to shut down because of COVID while we were filming. I don't know if the, I don't think the production ever did, but I can't guarantee that. But while we were filming for January to March, production never halted. Um, and it, and it was, it was a tight production because they had to get Haley wrapped in time for her to go film. Um, what's that period piece one that she does? Oh, uh, Dickinson. Dickinson. Yes. Okay. So they were actually on six day weeks uh, so that she oh. could get wrapped in time. And they were capping the days at 10 hours, but you know, with, I don't know if y'all were familiar with the whole crew strike that yeah. recently mm-hmm. went down, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of issues to be resolved. And so I'm over here mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is so great. The crew doesn't have to be overworked. It's only 10 hours. I'm like, Oh, that's just for actors. Yeah. Um, so not, you know, not perfect like any set, but to me, everything was pretty well oiled and we, uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was very interesting. It was a new experience because this is easily the biggest role that I've ever had. Sure. And so with the way, you know, you're like doing EPKs, for example, like the, um, the press pack, you know, the behind the scenes interviews and stuff, I've never done those before. And they're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna run you over here for those EPK. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I was like, guys, what's an EPK? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Like, I'm ready. I mean, the one thing that was very exciting about it all is, is it felt right. I felt ready. I put in, you know, the 10 years of work, um, that when I was there, I, I was not intimidated. It was just like, okay, let's just learn how to do this now. What are the things that I still need to figure out? And a lot of it was just the business side of it. A lot of what I learned was the business side and understanding new levels of um, contracts and understanding the whole COVID payment situations and, you know, when, when it turns from a daily to a weekly, I mean, it, it's shocking how much you don't know and potentially can't know until you're actually doing it. And, uh, that was a big learning curve that I never had to go through, or I hadn't gone through yet on any of the other sets because they've all been like day players, um, day player contracts, show up, do your line go home uh insatiable was the biggest role i'd done since and that was a two-day shoot so (laughs) (laughs) that gives any perspective of how much it did jump up and um yeah 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 so when you say you didn't feel uh also intimidated did that also go with because it's you know it has to be daunting for anyone to work with somebody they've seen on screen for you know the last 20 or 30 years so like jeremy renner how was it working with him? Because you guys had, was it two two scenes when you were together? Or was it just that that introduction scene? I can't quite remember. No, there was there was the whole bit with the LARP battle in episode yeah, okay. two. And then there was the apartment bit in episode four. Right. Um, we weren't necessarily directly with him in episode six. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's funny because I've, kind of like been following Jeremy's career since Hurt Locker because they brought Hurt Locker to the Savannah Film Festival and he was the guest and I I uh, volunteered I was a moderator I was a student ambassador basically for the Savannah Film Festival for like three years 
love that festival, by the way, if anybody you know needs one to go to check that one out. Um, but he, he came as a guest. And I remember at one of the receptions being that awkward person that's like hovering nearby just to see like, <laughs> maybe he'll, he'll drop some like knowledge or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember he's like on his way out with uh, whoever he was with at the time. And she's kind of like pulling him and he's just like being so gracious to the the students and the people that are wanting to talk to him. You can tell she's like getting impatient. (laughs) They're like, Oh, (laughs) he's such a good guy. (laughs) So I I kind of met him, but he would never in a million years know that. Um, And then funny enough, like a decade later, you know, I'm on set working opposite him now. Uh, And that's, but that's one thing that they taught us at school is they really kind of stomp out the, um, what's it called when you really uh, start when you're starstruck? Mm, Yeah. Because they're like, you know, these are going to be your coworkers one day if you're doing this right. (laughs) Right. Um, So they really keep an eye on, you know, when they do their Q and A's, because they bring in a lot of great, great high level talent uh to that film festival and being in the performing arts department you know we got master classes um i'm gonna name drop with like sir ian mckellen and um james marsden and so but you're like invited to these classes because they're very careful about like not letting people who are going to get weird So you're very, you're ingrained to be very professional in that, mm-hmm. in that school, um, which is, it's kind of lovely because then you start to realize like, okay, yes, these are going to be my coworkers. I'm not at their level. So, you know, definitely like respect, but also you don't need to worship them like a God mm-hmm. either, because they're doing the same thing. You are just on a grander scale. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's he, and honestly, because I get asked a lot, you know, what's Jeremy like? What's Haley like? They're busy people. Um, yeah. They're very busy. And they were both lovely to work with, but there wasn't like a whole lot of chatter because they're just, they have so much dialogue and they're learning it on the fly because there's, you know, in between dialogue, they're doing photo shoots and interviews and stuff. And uh, so Jeremy, or Jeremy, because he's, you know, a producer, he's he's chatting with the director. They're, they're riffing up ideas because there's a lot of improv that was used. And so, yeah, so when he's on set, it was basically we're, we're rehearsing lines or we're, we're shooting. Uh, and then he's, he's chatting, you know, coming up with ideas. Um, it's like fun, fun fact. Uh, the whole bit when we're checking, uh, we're checking Clint into checking Mm -hmm. him into the LARP battle and, and Candy, who, who's the samurai, she's like, like name. And he's like, oh, it's classified email. Uh, I don't have one address I can't give that to you know so that was actually not in the original script Jeremy oh. came up with that concept right before we're filming the scene where I stop him so we filmed that sequentially and in the middle of us doing that he he's like hey hey Reese you know wouldn't wouldn't it be funny if they're like trying to get all this information I was like I, I can't it's all classified he was like yeah yeah let's just let's throw it in so they they just throw all these additional lines oh, at us cool. Um, and that happened a lot. There was a lot of improv on this set, which was so fun, uh, especially yeah. for me, like, I have a lot of improv training. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> 10 years of improv is for naught. <laughs> it's not for naught. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So yeah, so he was pretty much like, 
doing, you know, just coming up with ideas and riffing. He, he kind of instigated a lot of the improv, which was a lot of fun for us to work off of. Um, but yeah, so as people, I don't really know them. We didn't go get drinks uh, <laughs> they, nice to work with. Sure. I always wondered, cause like, especially now, you know, with him having a, a larger role in like producing and being in charge of these projects too, you know, I had worked with him almost six years ago during Wind River. And that's when his daughter was, I think she was like two or three. So he was like, whenever we would stop shooting, he would go and he'd hang out with his daughter when she was there. And like, he was constantly in and out. But as we were, cause he had to beat the shit out of me with a shovel. So when we were shooting, <laughs> yes. like he's, he's like having the, the coolest older brother ever. Like he's just, he's a really awesome guy. So I just, I'm like, I hope that wasn't just a one-time thing. And he's actually, you know, he's still as great as I remember him. So that's just awesome that he's, you know, uber professional and super caring and also just like i it's funny imagining him coming up with improv you know with all the characters he plays outside of hawkeye you're like oh, does he do that like, that's, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just super cool i think that's a very marvel thing yeah. i think uh one thing that makes marvel so wildly successful is they're not afraid to try mm-hmm. and uh and they're willing you know you're not shooting on film so you can burn <laughs> camera sd cards you know whatever <laughs> um you can burn through those and and because of that they're like yeah let's try this and and that happened a lot on the set is i mean the the whole when i'm hosting the battle the larp battle itself there's an entire monologue before they cut to me saying drink your potion um drink your potion was actually a line that Reese gave me a few takes in he's like hey hey add this oh oh and then add this so they kept just like adding lines on the fly <laughs> and yeah there was a whole monologue that actually was scripted <laughs> they didn't use it um and I think that's a great thing that Marvel does is they're like well let's just try it let's see what sticks let's throw a couple of things against the wall and see what sticks and I know that was the case with um I was asking you know Brent Birdie like what, what what's one of your favorite things about the show or you're most excited to see and the car chase sequence um which was so cool right with the cameras so awesome. spinning around and they're like yeah we uh, we saw this done in another film and we loved it and we were talking to the producers we're like hey we would love to try this if we can and they're like okay yeah let's try it <laughs> you know that's so, so I think cool. I was like that i will say is i think when you're asking what's different about marvel and other productions mm-hmm. is the first time that is it's been so i mean those poor scripties um (laughs) (laughs) a production has been so loose with a script and willing to see like what works what's 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 what are we feeling in the moment yeah (laughs) um is there a person who you have not been able to stamp out the starstruck feeling like if you were to be like I have to be on set with this human tomorrow and I don't know how I'll behave. Can you, is there like one person in your life that you can think of? You know, I was recently actually asked that. So I've been thinking about it. I, I really am not sure if there's like anybody who I wouldn't like, I couldn't formulate words in front of. Mm -hmm. Um, I am and have always been a massive Kate Blanchett fan. I'm pretty sure she's my spirit guide. Um, <laughs> but I love her. The roles that she does, I, I feel like are very similar to what's in my wheelhouse. And I think she's such a 
dynamic and chameleon of an actress that it would be such a treat. Like the way I kind of come at it is, is not like, um, oh my God, I just want to be in presence, but it's kind of like, I want to talk to you. Like, who are you as a human? Mm -hmm. Like, what, mm -hmm. what is your personality like? Like, I still really want to have a heart to heart with Justin Bieber, just because I want to know, like, <laughs> what, what are you like though? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it, he just kind of went down this spiral and I, for a long time I was like everybody hates him so much I just want to have a heart to heart with him and figure out what's going on here so I'm always curious what because you know you get so attached to these characters that they play that you kind of forget like oh there's also a person on the other side of that sure and it, it fascinates me like what is this person like and sometimes they're exactly like the characters. Um, I mean, Florence Pugh, like, is exactly how she presents herself, exactly how you'd expect her to be. Uh, I totally misjudged Haley. I can't believe I'm saying this on both. Totally misjudged Haley. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like a pop star. She's probably going to be like, snooty. no, she was sweet. She was actually very reserved, um, very quiet, but very sweet. Oh, and I was like, oh, bad on me. I totally, <laughs> totally character judged her. Um, and yeah, no, so it's more often than not, I think a lot of, you know, the, these, these starstruck kind of beings are cool people. Totally. It always hurts me when I find out they're assholes. I'm like, oh, okay, no, talent's not enough if you're not a good human. Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, 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 God. She said it. She said oh, it. God. Oh, there's a couple more. For you. Couple more. I would say like shots fired, but that's more like a dozen arrows going right into somebody's face. Oh. I respect and appreciate solid acting. I will not deny that. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be like an asshole on set, like, I, you know, there's, there's a couple of like super method actors that I'm like, you know, I'll be okay if I never work with them because of the stories that I've heard. Like, you just don't want to abuse your other fellow actors. Not, not even for a role. Like to me, if you can't do your art, without hurting someone like then then is it worth it yeah. mm -hmm. if that mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. yeah that makes totals and you know there's the i don't want to i don't believe in ranking as far as actors go as far as like a level b level c level but you know there's some that don't work a whole lot and you know they're re reasonably talented that you could meet and i've also met it just yeah it rips your heart in two. Like, why are you such a dick bag dude like I, I don't understand it. And it, this, I've met people who aren't even Russell Crowe's. They're just like, you've done two things. Why are you being? Ego just whoop. That's wow. That uh, we'll have to, we'll have to, um, you know, reach out and see what other names you have. So uh, <laughs> we know who, who not to reach out to for you. I'm like, that's like all I can do not to say something. <laughs> I'm judgmental. I'm judgmental. It's not a strong trait of mine. <laughs> so listeners, you can't see, but Adele has a giant dry erase board behind her <laughs> with just names of people. Three are crossed out. Uh, have we heard from these people? Are they okay? I don't know. <laughs> Well, like, I need to talk about this. <laughs> well, we'll 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 segue. We'll segue. Um, <laughs> building off of of the you know the wonderful experience you had with uh, an unnamed Australian actor, uh, do you have? Because we were talking about you know student films and then working on Marvel. Do you have a, a party story you could share with us? So 
it's essentially anything that really stands out during your career, maybe even like outside, doesn't even have to do anything with the industry itself, but something that just sticks to your soul so tightly, you can't help but tell other people about it. Oh, it can be funny. It can be uh, inspiring. It can be completely nuts. It could be morbid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. There's like now five things running through my brain. <laughs> Tell them all. <laughs> Tell them all. They're all like people wiping out. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like I was like, oh, there's this in Hawkeye. It's funny because there's all these takes where Rob is actually wiping out. <laughs> he plays Orville. Um, <laughs> no, I mean there's not like a million, but he definitely wiped out more than once, and it was only. Him. <laughs> but it of like a play I did back in um, high school, my freshman year, we, uh, we had done this um, exercise, you know, scene writing and me being the extreme overachiever that I am, I wrote a whole short play. And then the teacher's like, oh, well now we have to produce this. And I'm like, okay. Um, even though there's like a 50 year old character and we're a bunch of freshmen. Um, which I ended up playing with the mother, the 50 year old mother. It's, you know, this whole flower shot, it, you know, it wasn't the world's best, <laughs> my favorite. By um, but we produced it. And that was quite an experience because I also had to cast it. And, you know, when you're in high school and you're freshman and, um, emotions are high, uh, that was like one of the first times I actually skipped a class because I was crying because I cast it. And then I had a girl go off on me about why I should have cast her friend and she was the better actress. And I'm like, yeah, but also she's terribly rude to the teacher. And I didn't know if she would treat me with respect as also the director of this play. And, um, that was quite a learning experience and, and a lot to put on a freshman. I definitely, mm-hmm. definitely did a lot of my learning through trial by error. Um, but then we, you know, we put up the play, we're going through, going through, and there's this one scene where I, as the angry mother, push down my daughter's fiance. <clears throat> and it's this staged fall. In our set, we have this desk, which is you know, you can see under the desk. So then we wrap the front of it in paper. So it kind of looks like it's a nice wooden covered desk, but it's paper because we are a poor country town school. Um, <laughs> and the actor I was playing opposite, he wasn't paying attention. So I push oh, no. him and he steps back before he falls and he goes flying and takes out the paper, like just rips, takes out the set. Uh, and I laughed so hard. I actually peed in my pants <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this is, you know, it wasn't like a lot of pee, but it was like enough that it's like, oh, I am aware that my underwear is not dry <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I was just, it was all I could do to like keep myself composed. Cause I'm just like bursting on the inside, like laughing. Cause it's just caught me so off guard and He's just trying to like come out and then you just see this ripped paper set and uh, yeah. Um, and then people are watching us cause it's live theater. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, everyone knows that wasn't supposed to happen. We're supposed to carry on with the show. Is he okay? Did he hit his head <laughs> very hard on that table? 
Oh, it was a moment. It was, it was a moment that, that I guess stuck with me for life because, you know, nobody knew I peed my pants, but I knew, and that's a little bit traumatizing (laughs) (laughs) while also being a very hilarious moment in your life. Um, so there's my story, accept the laughter, accept the pee and do what you love. I love that. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Before I ask our one serious question that we usually ask our guests, I have to refer back to the beginning of this recording where we joked that maybe you were the other Adele um, and how you said you don't sing. But since you have stage experience and that's how you started, if you had the opportunity to be in Rogers the Musical on Broadway, would you do it? (laughs) Oh, only if I could be messy. <laughs> but I don't think she said yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know, we can we can rewrite. We can we'll we write can, it. Rewrite. I mean, they had to have so much fun filming that. You know, so I, it's so much fun. Being a you know a theater person myself, um, and with the authority that one has of having PA'd one Broadway show uh, in 2013, so zero authority whatsoever. <laughs> the thing that made me laugh the most was the costumes. Cause I was like, there is no fucking way a Broadway show would put a Hulk in a green t-shirt and green face paint. <laughs> like they would be, and so it just made me laugh so much at like how much they were poking fun at Broadway as well as doing this like actually really good song and dance. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just was so yeah. fun. Oh. But my brother, who's a huge Marvel fan and like not a theater person, he's like, I'd go to fucking see that on Broadway. <laughs> I was like, all right, good to know. <laughs> I mean, I love that they like honored the full thing too. Like, I was like, yes. there's oh, we yeah. did the whole thing, right? Like, we're, we're, you're going to shoot this, so you're going to shoot all of it, right? And they did. And I was like, and that's why Marvel's so good. You know, the Zemo yeah. dance on repeat for an hour, like, right yeah get the dance on (laughs) like that I mean that's just that's where Marvel just comes in with this second layer of why they're so good at what they do because they know who they are and they're not afraid to just kind of call themselves out sometimes on that oh absolutely and the size of the earworm that full performance left in my head for like three weeks straight (laughs) is insane it didn't go away until I recently watched uh, peacemaker which has a dance sequence as their intro mm. and that will get stuck in your head immediately but like, <laughs> you can't help but watch captain america now whenever he says that line and then not think of that song <laughs> i can do this all day <laughs> really what needs to happen is we need the og um avengers from the movies do uh, a mockery of rogers the musical <laughs> Yeah. Do I would pay so much money to see Robert Downey Jr. Pretend <laughs> like would they like would they do? I really like. I feel like SNL would be the only way you could oh, ever totally do oh, yeah. that. Totally, that would be yep. beautiful. I don't see why not. Like all of them have been on SNL at least once, right? Probably they're Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they would have. To. I honestly don't really watch a lot of SNL, but I feel like. In my yeah. heart, they've probably all been on there at some point. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then you've got Wolverine playing Music Man on Broadway too. So it's just, you know, it's, it's some people just have all the talent. That's all I'm there, saying. There is a multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then when they're like good people, like Hugh Jackman's just like a yeah. decent human. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it just warms my heart. I'm like, yes. I know. They do exist. Okay. So um, the other question we always like to ask our guests is uh, what is a piece of advice that you have for folks who are kind of trying to follow the same path as you or, um, you know, have the same hopes and goals and and whatnot, like what, or what's something you have learned that's really impacted you that you'd like to share with others? Mm. Um, Well, especially in this industry, no path is the same there's always going to be an exception to everything. And that's going to drive you bonkers. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that was a piece of advice that was given to me, uh, two, two things, one, just a general life. One was if you don't ask, you don't get, so don't be afraid to ask for things, ask for a connection, ask for a referral, ask for help on how to do this. Um, cause if you don't ask, you'll never know. And the other one is it's, it's an endurance field. If you are in this because you just want to be on camera and in front of the lights, it's going to be really, really, really hard. You're going to fall off. Uh, It was worded to me. I always have this like mental image in my senior year. uh, My professor who was a casting director at CBS up in New York for like a decade. um, She told us that this industry is a lot like you have five people standing one-legged on top of a totem pole. And some people might be very fit and capable to do it. And some um, are, you know, very, very strong and good at balancing. But at the end of the day, people are going to fall off. They're going to get tired. They're going to lose their balance and they're going to fall off the totem pole. And the person who makes it is the one who can just balance the longest. And so it's, getting into this, you've got to love the craft. You have to love the journey. You're going to hear that a million times, <laughs> um, but you have to love the journey. You have to love the storytelling uh, or the, the character exploration or the psychology of humanity um, because it's going to be an endurance field. And they say it's generally 10 years before you get like that first good thing. And honestly, that's, it's been, I've been hustling at this for 10 years since, you know, and then I just booked Hawkeyes. I was like, oh, there we go. Okay. Maybe I manifested that myself and could have done it in five, but you know, (laughs) Um, but yeah, you got to love it and don't be afraid to ask and just know that if you're going to do this, it's going to be long-term. If you want to make a career out of this, there's always the hobby, you know, you can always jump Mm -hmm. in a play and write your own stuff and shoot your own things. Um, but if you want to pay your bills with it, it's going to take time, mm-hmm. which I'm still figuring out. <laughs> <laughs> I am not entirely paying bills with it for the record. I was really, really knows. <laughs> I did mean to ask earlier is because you mentioned you have lots of different temp jobs and we already talked about living statue, but uh, what are some of, what are your like top five unique temp jobs that you've had to do? Oh boy. Um, so kind of on the regular, I, I do catering. Um, I work at a haunted house in the fall. Um, I, oh, okay. So there's a living statue. I have an Etsy shop. I've done like a little bit of like narration, but not a lot, not a lot. Um, I mean, shoot, I've been paid to carry blinds up 
12 flights of stairs, you know, like anyone that's like, I've been paid to help a friend pack up and move. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that pays, you know, I've done other character work, uh, you know, dressed up in costume for some event. I'd love to do more of that, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I have done a lot of brand ambassador work. So, you know, we go, we help run big events where the people that check your tickets or I've absolutely stood at a food festival and handed out free Rolaids to people. And all the old people are like, oh, I love this stuff. And the young people are like, oh my God, free stuff. Like, oh, no, I don't actually really need that. You can take it back. (laughs) I mean... I, everything under the moon that is not a permanent job. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the sacrifice, right? It, you're you could be up for uh, let's say like a salary job or something that might take care of you, but that's going to take away from what you really want to do. Yeah, and there's a very interesting balance of it. I mean, I have a, a lot of friends who are realtors, <laughs> like <laughs> actors, or there's a lot of realtors. Um, a good handful in the food industry, you know, bartending. Uh, I've never actually worked in a restaurant or in retail, to to be honest. Good uh, for you. Yeah, seriously. Like hats off I, to you. I tried. <laughs> they didn't want me. I think deep down in my soul, they could tell, like, I don't want to be here, even though I was like, yeah, I'll commit 100%. They're like, oh, no, nah, she's lying. Uh, <laughs> catering's the closest and I like that because I can really still dictate my schedule I can be like nope I can't make that and they'll still call me back (laughs) because right now they need me more than I need well no I still need them too I have bills Uh, (laughs) but yeah there's uh I'm sure there are some weird jobs I've I I do photography on the side I forgot about that one oh cool um not a lot I'll I do headshots but I you know I've been doing it for a couple of years now like a decade um but I'll do that <laughs> just a couple of years in college um but I only do like maybe one once a month <laughs> like everything is just I do it just enough to not hate it but to still be able to pay bills yeah there's yep <laughs> I tape people I do like a pay what you can taping service sometimes you know if it's with my friends, we trade off, but if there's like somebody mm-hmm. who's referred to me, I'll be like, yeah, pay what you can. Let's run these. So I've been mm-hmm. taping people and like kind of acting coaching for a long time, but like unofficially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you sell in your Etsy shop? Uh, the main thing I sell are repurposed blank books. Oh, wow. So I take like old vintage books and I take out the pages and I sew in blank cardstock and then I'll insert a few of the original text pages because that makes it cheaper when you're shipping (laughs) and and I keep the binding so I glue it in whereas a lot of those they do spiral binding and I didn't really Uh like that but I'm just like like I said I'm this nostalgic old soul and I'm like I get to give these old books that nobody's ever gonna read new life a new a new story that's so cool (laughs) I just kind of do that like on my time and that into my travel savings and so yeah oh my god that's like like, the coolest um, thing I've ever heard (laughs) it's just so awesome (laughs) you might have two orders coming your way (laughs) Uh, more to put my stock Also getting little flashes of you uh, as you're describing that. 
You, yeah. Have you watched that show? Oh, you know what? I have not. Um, it's so good. But I hear amazing things. I, I just started, uh, oh, what's the pill? I literally just started it. I keep wanting to call it High Town because that's about drugs, but this other, Dope Sick. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I've heard that that's really good. Yeah. There's a lot of Atlanta talent in that show. I got, I got a, a, a veil check for that show. And I was like, yes. I was like, this is my people. It's like these West Virginia crackheads, which is like my character type. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Not that I'm actually into, no, nothing against West Virginians either. Let me clarify. Um, I thought I was going to get a bunch of roles for like stoners and cops and, you know, lawyers and, no, I got a lot of really socially awkward, like geeky, scientisty, or like straight on heroin characters. <laughs> oh, so that's how I'm perceived. That's good to know. That's good to there's, know. there's your marketplace <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I come across on the on the dating apps. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. fun. I love the characters. They're, they're so yeah. much more fun than like the leads. Not that I won't take a lead, but oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> yes, all producers out there, she will take leads. Just I, I will lead. take leads if anyone's casting. I can I can be in LA. <laughs> Law and order That's ATL. That's now is, is getting LA to consider Atlanta actors mm. on the same level. Oh, is that is that is there a pretty big discrepancy between or I guess a divide between both parts. Yeah, uh, there's really? a lot more roles casting out of Atlanta because a lot of productions are in Atlanta. Um, to the point that all of our production houses were booked out, uh, you know, completely. Um, but we are all the co-stars because, in my theory, is because all of the casting directors who cast the leads and you know the recurrings and and mm-hmm. we'll get a few guest stars down here, but just uh, the bulk of those are LA based and they want you to be an actor in LA to book those. And it's a little bit frustrating because it's like, well, back when you had to do in-persons, if Atlanta person couldn't fly out there in time to make the in-person, I get that, but everything is taped now. So it's like, I can fly out there in time to make the shoot and I can fly out there early. Like, why do I have to be living out there Mm -hmm. to be considered worthy of a lead role? Um, and part of it I get is it's just the travel aspect, but now with taping, like auditioning wise, it's like, there's, no, you shouldn't, Mm -hmm. shouldn't shouldn't prejudice against us. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and so at one point, some point in my career, I might have to move out there, but I really like Atlanta. I can afford to live in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and I like the people here and the terrains. There's, there's just a lot of diversity happening Um, but yeah that is that is an uphill battle uh when you want to kind of start growing in your career location unfortunately Mm -hmm. but we're we're slowly getting there CAA is moving over here but I think right now they're just kind of like repping influencers and sports people and don't get me started on the influencers (laughs) they're trying to put those into an acting category and they need to be in a marketing category and that's deeply saddening (laughs) for the acting community but yeah oh god yeah you're pinned for this commercial you see the commercial later on oh you choose you chose that person 
for the part that really like it's but it like i just uh, i get very uh touchy when it becomes about a popularity contest yeah. instead of talent you know who mm-hmm. has the right essence yeah uh, and when it's about like how many social media followers you have it's like okay here's here's the new challenges of this new era yeah and there's, and there's definitely a, a pocket for them but i'm like this should be marketing it shouldn't be we're gonna put this influencer in our movie because unfortunately a lot of the big sad projects and stuff like they don't think that way um it's more in the indie world where they're like we need somebody with a lot of followers so that we can help promote our film which makes sense mm-hmm. but it's also like great so even though i've been committing 10 years of my life to this because i don't have 10,000 followers i can't be considered for a job <laughs> got it yeah hey, yeah that's I'm, the other whiteboard behind me yeah it's, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that movie armageddon it's like is it easier to train astronauts to drill a hole or is it easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts? like what the hell is going on why why is that a thing but that's that's good to know i don't think anyone's really talked about that on this podcast is that that uh the difference between not only living between la and atlanta but also like being in atlanta so many productions that's all we hear over at, like in colorado or if you live outside of those big cities is that you know hey you can go to atlanta you can at least get like co-star roles but you don't hear about like a lot of the influencer parts really taking over of like the indie stuff and some of the commercial work uh yeah it's just thank you for bringing that up because i don't think anyone's really like mentioned that so it's just good to know you know it's just mm-hmm. one of those things you i don't think you consider unless you're deeply involved with the True. industry um i mean it's not like influencers are taking over everything but it's definitely you're seeing agents agencies pick up have a category for influencers mm-hmm. and and sag has just recently um created some kind of contract that can that falls mm. that influencers will fall under and i'm like ooh, but i also think like you know stunt the stunt community should not be sad they need their own union mm-hmm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. because it's a completely different ball game and so mm-hmm. you know when you get into like the politics of the industry and everything, <laughs> totally. i don't get too political but i like to know what's going on um but yeah there's you're just it's an uphill battle in this industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different facets that you're always going to be competing against. And that's why, like, at the end of the day, you just have to love the process. And yeah. hopefully one day in many, 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 many years, <laughs> you can just live off of your acting jobs. We're all crossing fingers for that. <laughs> so um, super awesome segue uh, after that fun conversation. Uh, is there anything that uh, you would like us to promote for your episode? Uh, it could be, I know Hawkeye for sure is going to go up there. Was there anything we can put in there? Like what's the name of your Etsy shop? What can we put in this episode to uh, really just push all the stuff uh, via you? Oh gosh. Um, you know, the, the biggest angle that we're kind of working as a, um, as a group is, just you know if we can get enough chatter about the larpers to that that marvel's like oh we should bring these guys back yes. <laughs> that's, um, honestly that's like we're like putting all of our eggs in that because you know none of us are quite at a career with a lot of i mean well clayton is probably a little further along because he had the whole stand-up um won that whole competition and everything but uh the rest of us are still building you know working on on the resumes and we're like yeah mm-hmm. we can just where I've started to see like 
a few guest star roles coming my way now, which is very nice because it's like I've been kind of chasing this down for the last year and a half. I'm like, I think I have enough co-star credits to prove, like I'll still do co-star, but I think I have enough to prove that I can like do the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, but it's kind of like one of those catch 22s. It's like, well, we need to know you can do it if you're going to do it. It's like, but I can't show you I can do it unless you let me do it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But yeah, on that note, if you guys wanted to do like a group one with the LARPers, like the whole, with, with the rest of them, we're all pretty much on board to, we're just kind of self-promoting at this point. (laughs) We're like, we'll talk to anybody. Like, A, we had a lot of fun. B, we love the show. So we like talking about it and C, we will do anything that might help our career. So if you wanted to do one, um, let me know. I'll hit them up because we're doing we're doing a group chat tomorrow on some Facebook Live thing. Oh hell um, yes, yeah. And we're, everyone's pretty much on board to do to do chats and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's good to know. I have I have sick. some thoughts, Tyler. We'll discuss we'll discuss afterwards. Yes, yes, <laughs> we will. We will brainstorm. You guys are fun. <laughs> they'd have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be amazing. No, I um. Yeah, it's just it's always interesting reaching out to, uh, especially you know other actors and seeing if they'd even be open to doing this. You know, because we we get quite a few that say, yeah, I just don't really, I don't feel like I have anything to add. Like they feel like they need to promote something. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it it really pays off to just sit down and, and hear your story and and just talk mm-hmm. to you and and see uh, what you've done, what you're doing, and what you want to do. Uh, so you know, next ten years too, who knows what's going to happen uh yeah. so you know we, we might be reaching out again after you know the the group larper interview and then two years down the road we bring you back on you're like no i actually have an oscar film i can't really just <laughs> i feel like no for you guys like you're like my like kind of first podcasters i did one with my friend she has one apparently one listener <laughs> i was like listen i'll do it i'll do it Hit me up, be like, hey, so um, we wanted to talk to you before you were cool, just so you know. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I'll still talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love it. I'm a chatty Kathy. I love talking yes. about this industry. I love this industry so much. So oh, yeah. It, yeah. Th- that's what this platform's for. And you know, we, yeah. we'd love to definitely have you have you back, you know, not only the group, but just like bring you back, catch up on what you're doing. And it's just nice to to kind of touch base with other people and see like where we're at because each region is different so it just it helps to know what's going on where and uh you know if we need to leave the room if a certain you know crow man walks in (laughs) you know i've never actually met him personally either so like i should probably just stop spreading evil rumors about my (laughs) mental my judgmentalness no, no, you're you're just talking about that movie, The Crow, the reboot, right? Because yeah, that's the guy's name fine, in the movie. Right? It's not the actor; yeah. it's just the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's yeah. it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Crow, two W's. What was that? Wait. Rustling in the wind. The crow. It was. It was in the leaves. No, I just I'm just repeating rumors that I have heard. But it does. It always makes me happy. It happens and. I feel like most rumors, I mean, come from somewhere. So I, yeah, yeah. Rumors and cliches. They were all born of something. Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, now we've reached uh, the, well, 
a logistical part of our podcast, which we will do really <laughs> oh, quick. Right. Uh, but then we have our awkward goodbye that you get to join mm-hmm. us uh, in doing. So, uh, Steph, if you'd like to lead in in the logistics. In the logistics. Okay. Well, uh, as always, thank you all to our listeners. Um, we love doing this. We like bringing you new people to listen to every week. We appreciate that you want to keep listening to Tyler and me every week. Um, And please continue to share us with your friends, family, enemies, neighbors, uh, random strangers. Um, Follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram at PWRP Podcast. And please rate, review, like, and subscribe to us on all podcast platforms. Sorry, I'm just picturing you sending this to an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Holmes shared a podcast I mean... with you. Suck it. <laughs> Listen to all of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, if you are somebody who is trying to get into the industry, you're curious about it, or you've been in it for a while, like we have, we'd love to hear from you. So please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. We'll get back to you as soon as possible to schedule an interview. Uh, yes, and now comes the fun part. Uh, mm-hmm. We are doing, God, what am I doing? Um, we. It's, it's very Grinch, very Jim Carrey the Grinch, was, is what I've been very, feeling. <laughs> Very Grinchish, uh, but it was turning into like a Grinch Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so, oh, what is, what's happening here? Uh, <laughs> what's what's that coming out of your hands? Are those uh, those uh, sparkles? <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, God, this is perfect. Um, super awkward. I don't know what to say. Words in my mouth, out of the mouth. We have uh, the tail end of our episodes. We have what we call an awkward goodbye, which is essentially me doing the silent Wayne's World countdown, pointing to you, and then you will give us a verbal awkward goodbye. Uh, it could be anything you want, as long as it's super awkward. Are you ready for this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that face was perfect. I don't know what's happening, but I'll do it. Okay. And... Uh, um, thanks for listening. I hope you didn't think that this was Adele the singer. It's the other Adele, the actor, who you probably might not have heard of. Um, but if you listened and you're still listening, wow. Okay, thanks, bye.